Hello, and welcome to Elite Cadre, the Hordes War Machine podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm Mike. I'm Alex. I'm Kurt. I'm Benj. Sure. We got, we got through a whole intro without anyone interrupting me. It's kind of weird. Who knew? Maybe we'll just Who knew? Indeed. Maybe your, your constant moaning on social media about how bad it is to edit this thing has, has taken its toll on us. <laughs> constant. Wow. That was just the last episode, which did nearly kill me. Frankly, we heard it said it most of us speaking world. Well, quite. It was pretty painful to listen to as a person. <laughs> like, Why have you listened to it? I don't oh, know. You, mean, you mean the whinging? Uh, well, it wasn't whinging. It was so much who could talk over each other the most. Why have you listened to it? I don't know. I like it. I'm bored. Of, you know, he wasn't on that. He listened to the podcast that you were on. No, oh, he wasn't. wasn't on that. I wasn't on oh, that. Oh, I forgot that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Don't worry. Sorry. Okay. It's fine. Not, not very oh, sorry. Not, not oh, no, no. Okay, so sh- should we uh, move straight on into today's big news? <laughs> so, uh, the first of the dynamic... Can I be the first to say congratulations? Or different news? No. Oh. You just interrupted me. No, I'm sad. You're talking over him, Kurt. People don't like that. Yeah. So, the first of the dynamic updates has been released. dun dun, dun. And it's been released to much fanfare and, and looks quite good. So if you're unaware of the uh, dynamic updates, they are going to be smaller pieces of errata that are just going to address uh, current concerns in the meta. Uh, PP are going to release these, they're saying, whenever they're necessary, uh, rather than on the six-month cycle for the, the large errata. Whenever they feel like is obviously the interpretation of that. Well, whenever, whenever they feel there is something that is causing harm to the game. Oh, like cricks. <laughs> not, 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 well, actually, that might happen, but we'll discuss that one later. Because, frankly, I have tales to tell. Um, so the first thing that they've looked at in this is the Protectorate of Menoth. Uh, just for reference, we're not going to go over through everything, just the major points from the developer's notes. Uh, there are some rewordings that take place in other parts of... Uh, the errata, they're not major things. They are just clarifications. So these are the... Uh, the... So shall I re... Sorry. Sorry. Talking over you again. No, carry on. No, go on. You, 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 you okay. <laughs> so the first thing that's been changed is in the protector of mouth, the high reclaimer. Read this one. Go on. So we're just reading the, the notes by the uh, developers, yeah? Uh, I'd, I'd prefer if we went through the actual changes first. Oh, I thought we'd leave people guessing. No. Is there fluff to read as well? No. There is, there, there is a, a, a fluffy, almost um, feet text-like section to read as well. That's if, what I'm looking for. If you dig deep enough in your belly button, you might find fluff. Nice. Go on, Mike. I'll leave this one to you. Go ahead. You'll, you'll leave what to me at this point? <laughs> the episode. Podcast? <laughs> oh, the whole thing. I'm Start done. to finish. <laughs> less, less chance of interruption. So, uh, for the High Reclaimer, I, I hate you people so much. Hey, 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 I'm not being a cockwomble. Leave me out of this. <laughs> and he's not people. Exactly. Yeah, I am. <laughs> ben is barely human. <laughs> uh, so, for the High Reclaimer, uh, we have an errata that says, replace the second sentence of the Resurrection Rules text with the following. Place these models completely within three inches of their unit commander and completely within the High Reclaimer's control range. Models that were destroyed this turn cannot be returned as a result 
of Resurrection. It's a shame we don't have any, uh, any Menoth players on the podcast, really, isn't it? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, you do. I, pl- I tried to play High Reclaimer really when it was that, that feat. I didn't play very well, but I saw High Reclaimer do fantastic things at a tournament, and it was just getting a bit silly, really. So... Uh, I actually had, uh, thinking ahead at this point, I, t- I turned off the Wi-Fi on my iPad earlier, so I can actually read the original text to you. Ah. Uh, so, ah. Yeah. so originally, it said, place those models in formation in their original units, completely within the high reclaimer's control range. So, what's changed? Well, they have to be completely within three inches of the unit commander when they're replaced, and models that were destroyed this turn cannot be returned. As a result of resurrection, sure, that's an old rule they brought back. Uh, quite probably, um, but, but what this stops is essentially being able to take models that are killed at the back of a unit by yourself yep. and put them eight inches further forwards. Yeah, yeah. So circumventing a lot of things and getting a, a massive charge off yep. on a caster at the back of the table. <laughs> it's. Uh, I think. Uh, it may well lead people to want to kill stuff maybe the turn before they're planning on feeding, but then I think that, that adds, an, adds an element of risk management to the whole yeah. thing. Well, if, you do, if, if you're doing that, you're opening up lines of sight, you're, you know, you're putting a lot more pressure on what's actually already on the table. Yeah, and if you've shown your hand to your opponent already, then he may well just focus all attention on wiping that unit out, and then you can't bring anything back. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it... I think it fixes a lot of things. I think whenever they've tried resurrection type spells, they've always or feats, they've always had issues with balance and ways that the player base can manipulate, yeah, to get the best effect out of it. So it was going to happen. I'm surprised it took this long. Well, I was going to say in a game with the model counts of War Machine, bringing back anywhere between six and eight models. That can cause a pretty big swing, especially in some elite units. Yeah. So it's 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 interesting. It's always going to create a problem, and I think this is this is a good change. Just recap it, how many models he does bring back. Sorry, D three plus five. Okay. Wow. So he'd bring back Avengers. He'd bring back uh, the the sword jobbies. Um, they they'd be um, and and he could easily kill a couple of them himself if they were blocking other charge lanes as well. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's really good, but it puts men off in a precarious position again because mm. that's just neutered another one of their casters. I wouldn't say it's, new- it, it's, it's made him less powerful. I wouldn't say it's completely neutered him. And I guess at the end of the day as well, with the dynamic kind of tweaks that they're doing, if they do realise that, wait, we've made a mistake here, you know, He's gone too too far away. You know, it may well be they revisit it and they come back and say, "Well, you know, we're going to tweak it this way and, and do something different." So, you know, I think it's it's it, it, I don't think it's a bad change. I think it's it's a worthwhile change. He's you know very powerful. He's very. It feels like yeah. a um, players plays. It makes it players intended rather than removes the abuse. I think we said that. You said that. We said at the start really. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing is, they really need to bring Harbinger back up and a few other casters to his kind of now level. I I really don't want to see Harbinger back in the mix all the time. Not all she, the time, but she I didn't like her the first time around to be honest. She's relegated now. So I I'm I I'm okay with her as a B or even a C tier caster at this point. 
because at the end of Mark Two, she was so obnoxious. Not, but it's really when it's dropping down to B and C, it's not played. I mean, she's on ADR at least, so you might see her. True, true. But it's it's that same. They're going to obviously be feeling out these changes, um, but there are certain characters that have kind of been left like they were at the end of Mark Two, which was pretty much on the on the shit heap. And I thought that they were trying ah, to maybe Constance. Hello. Hmm. I, I mean, I kind of get where you're coming from. I don't want to see her become the powerhouse that she was. No. Because, because no. it was an absolutely destructive um, force in Deathbot games. And she did just lock some lists completely at the game. Yeah, I, I, and she was very hard to play into, and it wasn't. It was a negative play, what they call a negative play experience. But now, yeah, yes. but now it's not a play experience at all. It's, That's um, true. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, maybe a touch back up, but not huge yeah and okay. she's, she's i think she, so, was, the, so, I think so, she was the crutch too much i think that's a good reason to to keep her uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. it was a very oh. even even a really bad player could play her moderately well uh, because she was very you know push her, put her in a position sit all on that armor can you kill me you can't knock her down she can't be blind she has 360 she's auto hitting as well yeah you know it's, she was she was bonkers in the old armor stat, so yeah, okay. But ignoring um, Harbinger for now, good change to the Reclaimer. Let's move on to the next big change. Yeah. So the next big change is actually one that I, I wouldn't have called personally, but it's interesting. So uh, Derelis, um, which is the uh, the Scarlock Thrall that accompanies um, Mortenebra. Yep. So it loses Spell Slave. What? Mm. But gate, but gains three new star actions and attacks. So it gains Doom Spiral, which is one of the things it could use uh, Spell Slave for anyway. It gains Empower, and it gains Tune Up Faction Warjack. So what was being abused before then that caused this? So it, it, this this wasn't an abuse. This was the fact that Derelis, um basically Mortenebra wasn't doing very well, and Derelis didn't have a lot to do. Oh, see, it, because. Uh, if I look at Spell Slave, so Spell Slave as it was, uh, you could cost, uh, cast spells with a cost of three or less yeah. that didn't have a range of uh, self or control. Yeah. Um, and it couldn't be an upkeep either. Yeah, I have the same, yeah. So that meant that it could cast Doom Spiral, uh, Overrun, and Void Gate. So essentially giving it Doom Spiral... That means you're keeping its main purpose. But with Impair and Tune-Up, you're now giving that Scarlock something to boost Mortenebra's Warjacks, which is something that she's meant to be doing anyway. It's thematic. Yeah, yeah it is very... I mean, the explanation uh, that, that, that they've put is that her current spell list uh, doesn't utilize spell, spell slave efficiently, um, and they hope that giving Derelis their own spells would actually move it in a new direction and make it more... Jack focused. Don't forget yeah. as well. Uh, uh, I cost sorry. sorry I, was say, I thought she was getting the character down, but it's not. I uh, cost was getting the character, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we, we're getting Morton Ember two rather than her character Jack. Yeah. So, um, not something I would have called because I didn't expect a buff in this. I just expected the worst offenders to be hit with a hammer until they stopped moving. Um, but yeah, I think this if it brings something new into Crix and Crix have been having problems. 
again, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss one of the things they're not having problems with later. Um, spoilers, it involves Ryan Evans. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, Ryan Evans I, I, in the theme force, by any chance. It, it might be, yes. You might be a hit. new character. So, is, is Ryan a new character solo for Cricks? <sighs> might as well be. Um, oh, he's the champion. So yeah, what, what, yeah. What, what do we think to, to uh, this this change then with Derelis? I like it. Yeah. I think having it on the tabletop and see if it does lead to, to more people playing her. Um, I mean, there's, a lot of people are saying Tuna is, is, does only have very limited value. There's not going to be too many jacks that are going to get that much benefit from it. Um, I think one kind of. Um, I, mean, I mean, yes, relatively speaking, but at the same point, that's essentially two free focus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, they, they, or, their power is good. Definitely. Actually, no, it's his basic attacks. So it can be Thresher. Um, or actually, if you've got something with AoEs, which I believe there are in Cricks, then that can cause all sorts of havoc. <laughs> yeah. So, interesting changes. I like where they're going with it. If they continue to pick on like you know, the lowest caster on the totem pole and push them up a bit, that's a good thing to do. Yeah, Very much appreciate I think they need, they need to go up don't they? need to go pan down. Yes. So, speaking of the opposite direction, uh, Una the Sky Hunter. There's some very sad people right now. Yay. So, uh, is he playing Crix and not playing Circle at the moment? I know. Mm. So, um, Una the Sky Hunter, the errata that's been made, on her feet, you replace the last sentence uh, of. What did it read previously? So, you replace the last sentence, which previously read um, from on high lasts for one round. To now, from on high lasts for one turn. So, the complete feat, as it read, was friendly faction models with flight, currently in Una's control range, gain plus two speed for one turn. Additionally, while in Una's control range, friendly faction light war beasts with flight cannot be targeted by melee attacks. From on high lasts for one round. Now that's been changed to a turn. Uh, Meaning, hmm. if you survive that turn, which... Yeah, you can take the Griffins out. Hooray! Indeed, and potentially Hazar. Yes, that that is a huge change um, because it takes her from was it Serin that did that for Legion effectively? Oh, you can't hit them, yeah. Yeah, um, that takes her from that level to somewhere entirely different. It now becomes very more, much more offensive. There is not a defensive component here, and I like that. These aren't the birds you're looking for. Well, mm. yes. Um, now, this is has this has to be combined with another change that's been made that also affects Una. Tell less, us more. less directly. So the Scarsfell Griffin loses long leash. Is that the double control area? Yes, yeah. that's the one. So you're looking at a bird that's going from a 28-inch control area back to 14. And when you're getting that plus two speed from the feet, that changes how much she can threaten an awful lot. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think it's uh, the, the Una funeral. I think a few people are saying it's. Uh, I, I, it's not I don't. Too good for her. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think it's the end of a caster, um, particularly one with hand of fate, mirage, and wind wall. Yeah, it, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not what they did to Brad, I guess. So, yeah, I, I think. Any, oh God, and I'd forgotten she's got three shots a turn with Black Penny, Sniper, Thunderbolts. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sympathy lacking so all of a sudden. Yeah, she's perfectly fine. 
Yes. Oh, and 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 the uh, all her uh, light war beast. Oh, oh, sorry. All the war beasts with flight gain sprint as well, and they still have flank another griffin. So yeah, still a really strong warlock, but not as strong. And I think that's the key part. Yeah, they need to do that. They can't just like you know, if, if she's overperforming, she is. She's won a couple of events already, I believe. You know, uh, one of the events was very soon after she was released. Yeah, one of the events was someone who'd played two games with her was before it? that tournament. Was two that games before, Yes, and was it? Anyway, it was someone who played two games with her before that tournament, and then played nothing but her in the whole tournament. And then the other person, this is Iron Gauntlet, so you've got to make bigger lists at the end. Uh, the other person at the end is there going, well, uh, I've got all my lists to choose from. I can't make anything. That... And there, there's a picture there that Norbert has posted of uh, Hungerford looking very sadly at that table. So um, now the word from PP is um, that this was being done before that. I'm pretty sure, sorry, Max, I'm pretty sure the picture that Norbert posted is uh, has got Hungerford superimposed onto it because I don't think he was at the Las Vegas Open. Are you sure? I think it's uh, I think it's a Photoshop. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it is. Is that the one with him looming over the table? Yeah. I'm not sure if that is the one with the with the uh, Kador jacks that he was looming over that one. It might be a Photoshop. I'm not sure. I, th I think it is. I think it's when he was looming over the Kador jacks at. Um, let me just confirm the winter is coming one is definitely a photoshop or the nerfs are coming or whatever it is i've not seen that one, that one is uh, definitely a photoshop fair enough <laughs> so either way it's a nerf i think it's enough of a nerf i wouldn't want to I, I wouldn't want to go like any more than that right now i think that turns her down enough i think although uh, this might turn out to be a uh, an epic gatsby situation yeah yeah where we just see like yeah three errata in a row, it's like oh no no no, just just nerf it a bit more. No no, a bit more than that. No, keep nerfing. Well, they kept Haley still going. Yes, they they kept Haley still going all the way to the end of Mark Two. Yeah. Before before going, actually that feat's a bit powerful, isn't it? Should we tone it back a little? Yeah. So okay, the last one is something I ran into at the weekend, and I am well. But the, the first part of it's not. Uh, this is for the Kador Winter Guard Command theme force. Um, that, so they've changed the sack pawn, which used to be to any Winter Guard model, which, <laughs> which meant the butcher could sack pawn onto the gun carriage. Wow. No, no, not cool. Um, they've now changed this so that the sack pawn is to Winter Guard trooper models. So uh, stuff's going to die. Uh, and I think that's a, that's a good change. It was something that people were exploiting. Um, great move. Sounds Se reasonable. Second part is one that affected me. So the original uh, Kador theme force allowed the Warjacks in the army to gain advanced move, which meant we we're seeing Winterguard theme forces without any Winterguard and, <laughs> and just Warjacks <laughs> to get the free move. Um, I, I was displeased by this. Totally. Uh, I, I believe that uh, Nick's uh, opinions on them were similarly uh, mixed, shall we say. Um, this has now been changed. So, you replace the first sentence of the third special rule with the following. For each Winter Guard unit in this army, one heavy warjack in this army can gain advance move. Ooh. Yep. So now, it means that you have to include units if you want the bonus. Admittedly, in some armies, this is just going to be remove warjack 
add two mortars, add two field guns, problem solved. (laughs) (laughs) But that still only gets you to four advanced moves and a free unit of something. Um, So do you only get one advanced move per Winter Guard unit? Yep. Right. But Winter Winter Guard are cheap. Yeah, cheap, as it should be. Quantity has a quality all of its own. Yep. Mm. Wonder where you got that one from. Um, yep, again, great change. Absolutely no problems with it. it it's a step in the right direction. Yes. Any other thoughts? No. Um, not related to uh, Hall Machine and Wards. Hall Machine and Wards. Hall Machine and Wards. Welcome <laughs> to the Hall Machine and Wards podcast. My, my, my thing at the moment is, with these erratas and the change to the cards and stuff like that, are they now in a situation where they're throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks because it's been i mean those theme forces weren't that long ago and you're telling me they hadn't foreseen these potential exploits um is playtesting being done on the fly well that is the whole point of having uh, continuous development but uh, isn't you're moving we're moving from the situation where we had a largely static game that changed once a year maybe twice a year to something that every month they're going to go, hey guys, we've seen this as a problem, let's address it. Now, either way, you're going to have accusations of, you know, if you're changing it twice a year, it's like, you're letting problems fester, how dare you do this, it's killing the game. On the other hand, if they change it every month, you get the same accusation you've thrown at them there. Um, And, you know, I'm not saying you're incorrect, but it's showing that they are paying attention to what's happening, and that, yeah, some playtesting is is certainly going on. Um, whether that classifies as you know, throwing shit against the wall, I, I'm not in a great place to judge that because I'm not inside PP headquarters and I wouldn't like to sort of make that judgment sitting from the outside. No, I, I understand. It, it, it feels that they're definitely trying to go the way of patching like a video game. Yeah, but... <laughs> Which is exactly what Matt Wilson said. Those the direction they wanted to move in. Now that they got the digital distribution channel. Now that they got the print on demand. Now that you know you can, you can do something like this where you can just go, oh, there's a problem. Fix it. My my worry is though that when and this is part of the reason that I've had a bit of trepidation about playing is yeah not this is very soon after quite some fundamental changes to in Mark three, it's, mm. you know, it's so there was a lot to relearn. Yeah. And then there's now, and, and to be honest, I don't know much about other people's factions at all. So, um, it, it has kind of made, made and getting that information is also quite difficult as well. Cause we've had to rebuy a lot of the decks and, and there haven't been the books, uh, as much. I mean, the rule book has come out, but again, there's, there's a rat. I'm just saying there's a lot, yeah, uh, th- there is there is a lot of information to take in. I think yes, you're you're correct on that one. Um, but by the same token, and I, I do hate to say this one again, if you've got war room, um, w- what I did at the weekend was I was I was playing someone. I thought I don't know what your caster does. It's all scorn stuff. I've not really got much of a handle on it. Um, as they were setting up, I just took their army list, went to war room, went okay, add reference army built their army so that as I was playing the game, I could actually just refer to stuff on the screen as I was looking at, oh, they do this and this and this. Okay, right, I've got a better idea of this. Um, 
that that that's the case if you have got time and one of the issues again with all this too quick too soon kind of potential uh complaint is that for the casual player it's uh you know tournaments are yeah. are incredibly competitive now and it's either you take a list off the internet and do marginally well uh, or you're still trying to figure everything out and you get zeroed and four I, I, I would probably take issue with that. I, I I thought you were going somewhere, and then you went somewhere very different. Where did you think I was going? Because I might so, have been going there as well. Um, I, I thought you were just going Norway. For, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going for very much an argument that I sort of espoused in the, the last podcast, in that you're sort of... Um, your ability... To, I'm trying to think of the, the, the words. So I, I mean, your, I your, your, your buy-in to the game is that much higher at the moment, because... Um, you know, the, there's even more to learn. The barrier to entry is kind of yeah. higher than it would otherwise be. And I don't think you're wrong, Bench. I, I actually think that's a, that's a, a decent sort of um, summation. There is a barrier to entry, and I've always I've been concerned about it because we do have that ever increasing number of models. We do have that kind of uh, when we went came into the game, and uh, uh, when Kurt came into the game, there's like you know two casters to learn per faction for hordes. Mm. Um, I think I'm um, not wish to do it because he was saying anyway. Alex was in this game before me. Yes, I was. Twelve fact, twelve casters done. No, no, not even a four. Three each. I was thinking. Well, when they very first released, it was obviously just battle boxes. But anyway, I think I think you've got a good point, Mike. I think there is. I mean, just, a greater barrier to entry at the minute. Yeah, I mean, just to throw this out there, if you're saying there were twelve casters originally for all the hordes factions, and uh, this is a time when hordes and war machine actually played in different tournaments rather than together, so you're you're having to learn twelve casters for your entire meta. Just looking at circle, there are now seventeen warlocks in circle. Um, I am. Um... When I started, I played mixed from the start. I didn't go to tournaments to start off with, but I'm always going to tournaments. It was mixed at tournaments as well. But um, yeah, when I started in Hordes, three per three per faction, that was you done. But I was playing it. I was mainly playing it's Kador to be honest to start off with. Um, yeah. But it is there's so much to learn. I don't know it all now. I don't I look at it differently? When it, previously, I approached War Machine like I used to approach Epic. We talked about Epic before we started properly, and I used to love the fact the original core Epic Space Marine a lot was about what you knew because everything was so different, had so many special rules and so many abilities that you had to know your enemy and knowing your enemy meant you would win Epic. That was kind of how it worked. And War Machine, I used to play a similar way. I can't do it now. No. I just can't do it. I can't keep it in my head. I, and I can't, um, too many other things. Between children growing up and running around and doing stupid clubs and all this kind of stuff and then work and everything else, there's not a room in my head. I think for me, um, it's a very similar thing that's gone on. Um, in the originally, I, I tried to learn you know, a lot about a lot of things. These days, it's become okay. I need to know what archetypes each thing fits in, and then I can take a quick look at it and go, "All right, it's got these things on top." So as long as I know, all right, they're fast and they've got anatomical precision. Those are slow but they're weapon masters those, those those can do a really ridiculous armor swing you know just as long as you know those, those archetypes you're in an okay position to at least play the game uh, but um yeah this, this all this all coming from sort of Benji's um, analysis of taunts was, was interesting. I, I can't actually remember what you said anymore, Benj. So, uh. No, it's, it's to do with, uh, I mean, exactly the same position as Kurt that I, I kind of don't have the time anymore, and I got to a stage where I felt comfortable in Mark II 
that I was able to pitch up to a tournament, maybe not do the the best, but I could at least give somebody a game. Yeah. At the moment, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to my opponent uh, if I if I turn up to a tur- tournament yeah, these days. It, it doesn't feel great. I must I must admit that um, Bryce Johnson has recently moved down to uh, to Manchester, part of uh, Steamforged. Um, and he kind of comes down to the uh, Northwest Gaming Centre in Stockport to play some games. And I've played against him once, twice now. And he does feel very much like playing a game. I'm not giving him a game. He, he's moving his stuff forward and killing my stuff. Moving my stuff forward and he kills. Um, some of that is DM to play a skill. Um, but I want to sort of just say Ben is right. Not because I'm think you're wrong Benj but I think there is definitely an element of truth in that you know if you do just put together a bit of a calculation yourself and bring it to a tournament you're not going to do great in that tournament Mm. and and I mean part of the game the playing the game is that you do actually want to try and you know win ironically enough um or at least get to a stage where you are having a bit of a competition and uh I've I, I, this this is interesting because it's kind of leading organically into uh, what would state it was going to be the, the the topic of this episode, which is our tournament experiences for um, Mark Three thus far. Um, I know certainly Alex has been to one recently. I've been to one recently. Uh, Kurt, you've kind of been earlier in the cycle, and not yeah. much recently. And Benj, you've at least been to a couple. Yeah, I will not go first though because I'm interested to hear what Alex has. Um, because he was on the receiving end of the zero and four recently, which yeah. would have made me feel really bad about this game at this stage if I was if I was trying to get back into it. But I, and if I didn't take anything, I don't know. Just, just a quick question. Yeah, is there anyone here who's not been on the receiving end of the, the zero and X result? Uh, yeah, I don't think I ever have. Don't, I don't think I've ever lost every game in the tournament. I tend to have a good half and a bad half. <laughs> well, Stuart, uh, you've seen that. Yeah, I, I've seen the two sides of Kurt Hansen, quite rightly. Um, um, Two-day events, I'll have, a get, I'll have a day where I win almost every game, and I'll have a day where I lose almost every game, if not all. But um, see, I, I've definitely had the 0-4. I went to Ross on Y, one of my first outings with Mercenaries, when I first did my, uh, my year of Mercenaries that's so far lasted for about four years. Um, you know, and I, I, I took Mercenaries to Ross on Y and Gotham, absolute hammering all day uh took beatings off players that i just thought i i must I have been minions terribly, but i think i think i've done it with minions i've gone i've gone to thinking about um golden troll and things like that i have i've had tournaments where i've lost every game with minions come think of it okay i think so bench have you uh i mark two i think i definitely did a couple of and two drops potentially when i just um i know there was a team tournament that didn't go uh, particularly well for our team, I don't think. Um, but I never felt massively aggrieved. As I, I think that's as, as I'm going to probably lead on to is because I don't know what I'm doing now. It feels like I'm kind of pissing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I, I, I felt a bit like the latter of your statement, but I definitely didn't feel aggrieved. I did feel a little bit kind of, I don't know, hopeless, freewheeling, and, and like you say, pissing in the wind a little bit, but. You're, I, you're I a little bit lost, and you didn't quite know what to do to get yourself back to where yeah. you think you should be. 
That's it. But then again, to the same extent, I kind of went into that tournament expecting that to happen. I didn't expect to go 0-4, and I think a couple of the games were quite close and could have could have swung either way. But I I, I, I had a game. Sorry, Alex, to blame, but I had a game where the guy had been playing more than I had, had read more than I had, but was just that little bit worse than I was, and I felt the entire game was a clusterfuck. <laughs> and I and I knew I was doing bad at that point. Um, and I don't know what that guy must have been because his, his list was pretty good. It, it did what it said on the tin, and I was just very lucky through poor dis- target decisions and um, trying to put effort into killing a very high def- uh, defense model. Um, I nearly went very French there. Defense. Um, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Um, the, um, we apologize for that. Yeah. The, no, the, we don't. Okay. I do. um, <laughs> That he um, that that it, it didn't feel like a game. It felt like a comedy of errors, and it, but without the comedy, there was lots <laughs> of. Frustration. You end up winning that one. I, I did end up winning it, but it felt like I'm. I I felt like I'd punch myself in the dick after crossing the victory <laughs> line. And, wow. and I felt sorry for the guy as well because in punching myself in the dick, I'd have thrown up over him. But <laughs> but. Jeez. But <laughs> um, but that's what that that felt like, and then yeah, I don't know. Oh. Stay safe, kids. Stay safe. Mm. <laughs> Thank God we're on explicit mode. Um, yes. I mean, I I, I kind of I, I actually do kind of get um, what people are saying in that there are times where I turn to a table and just go, I have no idea what any of this does, unless you're on me. <laughs> yeah, there have been times, um, but I, I, I think the, the approach I take at that point is that I kind of go, okay. At the end of the day, I may not know your stuff, but I know my stuff, and I know how to play it. So I'm going to give you the best that I've got, and we'll see where it goes from there. See, I feel I take the same attitude as as I know Alex does, which is, where's the bar? <laughs> I don't know how I cope. I don't know how you cope. So, it is, it's, it's, I think the trouble I've got is I'm an emotive player in any game, and when things start going wrong, it spirals, and War Machine is a, uh, is a bitch for that. It, as soon as you start to spiral, as soon as your mood starts to spiral, as soon as your attitude towards what you're playing, just one game, let alone the whole tournament, yeah. then that's really, I find that really hard to rein that back in. Yeah. Um, um, but conversely, if things go well, I mean, go back to uh, Expo a few years ago. Um, I should have lost that first game <laughs> of Expo, and because I because I won it by the skin of my teeth, mainly because the guy opposite me wanted to try something just to see what would happen, and it didn't work, and I got a chance to kill him. I immediately looked over and just kept right with a pint in his hand at about half eleven. And I was like, "That's a good idea. Drinking will definitely help." <laughs> and, and I, had, I had at least a pint around. And uh, I went 4-0 for the first day and ended up top of the table at the end of the first day. I've never done that before at an event that size. That's the first time I'd ever seen you play and I thought, he's some kind of pro. <laughs> and then... Uh, Playing so, one-handed, pinting the other. Yeah. And then I was like... I should have lost that man. first game. I mean, I, I think I beat um, Tom Fretwell fair and square, but the, the first game I should have lost and therefore <laughs> the rest of it wouldn't have happened at all. Um, there were some really good games. Uh, I just, yeah. But it's... That, and then the second second day, I'm tired, hungover. It starts going wrong. It keeps going wrong. I miss really obvious opportunities to take take games. I should have beat Kev Bryant um, 
at least one opportunity I completely threw away. He's just like, well, no mind. It's just now I can say no mind at the time. You're just going, oh, I turned to bench. Watching, <laughs> watching that game against Kev Bright, where oh, they're going, God, I, I can't. I, was it was it Kev who'd gone way out in front and then not featured? Yes, and I, said, I had, and I had. Oh, um, I can't remember his name now. Stood next to me, trying to tell me what to do, like through Phil telepathy. Mannering. Yeah, Phil's there, trying to trying to um, channel through me to go shoot the shredder. Stop trying to shoot Sarah and shoot the shredder. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I played. I played one event in Mark Three, and I had fun. And I think I've maybe finished third. It was. It was fun, and I should play more. Um, I'm glad to get more games. I was, I was going to say, I think you've got an excuse in that you have, you know, uh, tiny humans to take care of, um, and and also a life outside of wargaming. So you know, it's, yeah, you, I'd like to think that's my excuse. Yeah, you, you, you you're not like me. So uh, wargaming is my life now. Did you not cycle 25 miles this morning? No. Oh no, I I, I drove to work listening to Blood of Kings. So you know, that's, that that was that was my morning, which is actually I'm I'm quite quite into Blood of Kings at this point. The, the narrator's kind of eh, iffy um, because they've hired an American person to do lots of British accents. Oh. oh. I like that. It's terrible, but in a unique kind of way. What, what's Blood of Kings? Uh, Blood of Kings is the um, it's the book that's describing the process of getting from Mark II to Mark III. Oh, wow. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's dealing with uh, the return of Winter, um, Julius being accompanied by Magnus. Um, you've it's got one of the uh, Kingmaker Theme Force games, as well, isn't it? Yes. So I, I, I've I've just got to the point where um, Magnus has joined up with McBain. Yeah. Um, so obviously, it's my favourite part of the book um, because have you got to the bit with the aliens yet? <laughs> nice. No, not yet. Um, <sighs> well, it goes on so, level seven on us for a little while. Uh, the, 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 the only no. thing that bothers me, as I said, is the fact that you've got an American trying to do weird Irish and Scottish and Northern and Cockney accents, and you just sit there going, oh, that didn't quite work, did it? I've, um, I've got a mate who's got the trilogy, fantasy trilogy published, and I really want to listen to the audiobooks, but because it's an American reading it, we should be fine, but I've known him for 20 years, so I want a voice that's at least vaguely near his. Oh, is this... Uh, Den. Yeah, Den Patrick's. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, Erebus sequence. Yeah, I think I've got that right. I don't think he listens to this. I think we're fine. Um, was it the boy with the pearl Horst, knife? Austin Blade is the first one. Yeah. Austin Blade. I was close. See, um, I, I know uh, things, just not very well. Yeah. So but that audiobook is American. I don't think there's another one yet, but there was the first the initial word version of it was American, and yeah, I, yeah. Come yeah. to do it. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> can you do the voices? I can do many voices. Oh, God, stop now. <laughs> but that makes a huge um, difference. I think audiobooks, uh, narration of audiobooks is a huge difference. But anyway, yes, get off topic now. Yes, yes, yes you get off topic. So, Alex. Yes. Being as you went to a tournament, not weekend just gone, but the one before, was it? Yeah, something like that. I tried to blank it from my memory, but, you know... <laughs> So, so, so other than that sort of that free willing feeling what 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 was your experience um i mean it, it's not the first mark three tournament i've been to i have been to one previous um it's slightly less i think i won one game that weekend it was a three game event and three game uh, event um I, I, I think it's just not knowing kind of what a lot of the other stuff does 
and then not really also knowing 100% what my stuff does. Um, I mean, I think is, is this a function of the fact that um, in Mark II, I think we can all agree, we all probably played more than we do now. Yeah. 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 So, given that Mark, <laughs> Mark II went on for, what, half a decade, maybe more? So, that, yeah. a lot of the stuff we were learning, we were learning incrementally because you kind of had got that base knowledge in when you started playing of like the three most popular yeah. casters for every faction, the four jacks yeah. you're going to see, whatever. And then you're adding to it expansion by expansion. Now for Mark III, rather than the change from Mark I to Mark II, you're dealing with over twice the amount of stuff and playing less often. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 I think that that's... That's got to be at least a, a factor in the difficulty that some people are having, kind of with this with this change, where they they feel yeah. they don't know anything again. I'd, I'd agree. I was playing every week, two games every Thursday night, fairly regularly. Certainly when Mark first started playing, but when the transition from Mark One to Mark Two happened, we had that like, playtesting phase, and there were new things coming out all the time. So that was I was keen to stay on top of it, and I, yeah, I would say um, every Thursday night I was getting two games again still. Mm. Um, now maybe one a month if I'm lucky. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm I'm getting uh, a game most Fridays um, against Nick most of the time, but we'll we'll put that one aside. Um, and then I'm getting tournaments sort of every month, two months at Bristol. So I'm I'm still getting it not a huge number of games in, uh, and the games I am getting in are mostly tournament ones. So. A, a lot of time to play and and, and stuff. Like I don't that. think I, I have a particular issue with with time play. I don't think and both the tournaments I've played a death clock, and I don't think in any of the games I I clocked out. Well, I, 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 it's it's not that. It's more the fact that under timed play, you kind of have to go with your first instinct all the time. Oh but yeah. Therefore, it, it amplifies your mistakes. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's it's fierce learning. I would say. I mean, it, mm. it again it goes back to what I said before about that emotive decision making. But at yeah. the same time, you you really remember those mistakes. You, yeah. I, well, personally, I've beat myself up quite heavily over those mistakes, which means that I do tend to progress. It's harsh, but it, it enables rapid um, advancement in a. I suppose it's a it's first one fair, but that kind of idea that you 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 it's more harsh, so you remember more, so you improve better, improve more quickly. Yeah, potentially. I, I'd say there's no issue with time. Uh, uh, not the biggest issue, as there were first starting with a game uh, like War Machine. Not at well, all. Well, like I said, I wasn't saying that there's a problem with time. More the the fact that you are being timed, can, rather than you know, at, at club you might take over two hours on a game. Okay, it might still be half an hour, but you might take over two hours for some games. You can't in a timed environment, and therefore you, you've kind of, you've got to keep the game flowing, and it's very much easier to make a mistake, and because you've got to go with sort of like that early version of the plan, that mistake is amplified so much more. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I think that's a, a fair summation. So, Mike, obviously you've been just winning every tournament you enter, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. yeah. Like a fucking pro. I, I have crashed out of... In Mark III, I have so far crashed out of a tournament completely, which was the uh, Steamroller final. You rage quit after the second loss, is what I heard. <laughs> I have never rage quit. I'm a very zen person, unless you interrupt me on Butcher's Feet turn, in which case I apologise, Nick. I, I, I will still apologise for the next few years. Um, but putting that aside... 
Um, anyway. So, so I've I've crashed out of one tournament and done really badly. Uh, on the other hand, I've also gone to Mark Three events and done well, like the one I went to uh, last weekend at Bristol, where I went home with uh, three wins and no losses. Mm. So. It, I mean, yeah, I, I've I've had the the mix of tournament emotions, um, and and what I'd say is that I've found there's there's there's, there's been an increase in um, the the armor I'm playing against, but at the same point I'm playing against more varied casters than I used to. Um, I used to be able to go to tournaments and sit down and go, okay, what's your faction? Okay, you're playing Signar, so you've got Haley and Kane. Fine. I'm not finding that so much with Mark III. Whether this is, uh, whether this is uh, a function of uh, where I'm going for most of my play, which is uh, my local club and Bristol, or whether this is just something that's going in Mark III generally, I don't know. But it's, it, it's far more interesting because suddenly you go, okay, what are you playing? Oh, oh right, I'm, I'm Epic Morgul. Um, oh, okay, that fine. Uh, what does he do again? Oh, the the area of effect blind. That makes me sad. Right. Okay. So it's 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 been an interesting change to go from just seeing the same two or three casters to seeing a, a multitude of. Um, I would say you know I'm still seeing tournaments that are pretty much as full as they used to be, eight to sixteen players because that's the size of Steamroller event I like. Um, and I would say yeah, initially I was having the same kind of lost feelings but at the end of the day most of my play is i'm playing mercs i know i've got tricks in the bag and i need to put you in positions where you're going to walk into them so my my play is the, the way i play is more predicated on doing my thing and you sound, like martin, jenkins. An you sound like martin jenkins interesting how do you mean that was always martin's well you always used to be Martin's tactic for playing, especially when you played Circle, would be this is my army, this is my plan. I'm not really interested in what you're doing. I'm trying to execute my plan. I don't need to know what all your stuff does, even. I do know <laughs> a lot of it does. But at the same time, I'm doing my plan. You yeah. do like. I mean, you, you need to know a little bit. You need to at least know the, the archetypes of what you're facing. Is it you know, fast and high defense? Is it yeah. slow and high armor? Well, so you, to you, Martin you, saying that, he always did, didn't he? Let's be fair. Yeah. So, so you can tailor a little bit of what you're doing to your opponent. Um, but at the same point, um, for instance, I'll with the Rover in my McBain list, I will always throw the armor buff on that and have that slightly in front of my other jacks so that it, it's a challenge. It's saying, come on, you've got to come and take this one if you want the two behind it. Now, yes, yeah, some people have just gone through all three of them like a hot knife through butter. And that's like, oh, okay, I need a new plan. Um... But other times, it's led to people committing things, n not quite pulling off what they were hoping to, because armor 22 jacks are not the greatest things to get through, especially when you can't cripple the shield. That, that's been an interesting... I've been used to infantry much more than I w was. I knew I was piloting one war jack, and I knew that I had to at least get the most out of one war jack. Yeah. But now trying to figure out what the fuck you're doing with three on the table well blocking I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example of the the game i had against the uh, <laughs> winter guard theme force bear that in mind winter guard theme yeah. force um at the weekend so i was facing a car player who knew that from mark ii um 
who was fielding two Devastators, uh, a Destroyer, a Decimator, two Juggernauts, and a Berserker. <laughs> oh, and a War Dog. So the other side is just Warjacks as far as the eye can see. Which, in Mark II, that would have been a ridiculous game on its own. But then on my side, there's a Rover, two Nomads, and Wrong Iron Snapjaw. So that's like, is it maybe 12 heavies on the table? Mm. I never see that game in Mark II. It just wouldn't happen. Cadel would never field more than two, maybe three Warjacks. Mercs might field one, maybe two. Yeah, so I think Cadel used to go for just the bare bones of just one. I think. Well, if, if you're playing Karchev, it was slightly different. But yeah, in the main, Cadel went one Warjack, we're done. This is fine. Conversely, Hordes has always been more beast heavy, and I don't yeah. think you see many more than you did before. No, that that is that is very true because of the points arrangements. Because you now got 28, 29, 30 points, so you might be adding a light or something like that. Or but well, you, don't see, you, you need to take two or three before anyway. So yeah, well, hordes it's potentially opened it up to a couple more points of infantry or support, which is you know that's a change for some factions, especially for people like Legion. I still find okay. that I um I take less less infantry than I did, even though. Yeah, yeah it's less of everything, but uh, there's less troll infantry in my, in my on, on the table for me. Well, I I found, and this was a, another interesting one for Mark Three. I tried to rebuild early, early on when I was building lists for Mark Three. I tried to rebuild my Mark Two lists in Mark Three. Mm. Um, my McBain list, I couldn't even get close. I got halfway through the support and realised the points just weren't there. So my McBain list has gone from uh, Galleon two units, some support and McBain, to McBain, one unit of Kyazi, three Warjacks, a solo with another heavy, and some support. So it's, it's radically changed how the list plays, and I'll be honest, the way it's playing now, that's the way I always wanted to play McBain. Um, just because I get to do stupid tricks, like what I did in the game against Kador, which was... Uh, there's a Kador Warjack contesting the zone. I need to clear it out so I can dominate. So I charge McBain in, and then at the point where I, I finish the charge, I go, okay, I'll pay two for Energizer and move this Warjack that's been over here, wailing away on your other heavy round. And, oh, look, I've got Gang Fighter now. And, bleh. oh, but I don't need to use the rest of McBain's attacks now. So I'll just jackhammer you down with this Jack I've moved in with Energizer. It's just being able to do more stuff like that because the Warjacks are there to be you. Um, it creates a very different feel for me. And it, it's the it's the game I was sold on. It's having those mm -hmm. big, stompy robots. I, uh, in Mark II, I really relatively rarely used any of the power attacks because they were just pointless. But now, when you can go Warjack bowling, um, yeah, if I want to take out two of your heavies and make you spend focus to get them back in the fight yeah sure i'll send in a cheap heavy slam one of them to two others you know it, it changes that dynamic and make and, and it's made it more what i thought it was going to be yeah yeah it's nice it's good it's good to go back to that um well from my point of view start not start of mark one start of hordes so um second or third book of mark one and there, there is that element of because i've i i remember seeing kador with lots of warjacks before before Joe came along, before a lot of this happened, um, which should make me happier. I'm feeling better about the game than I was, getting in and having some more games, playing a few games, 
um, has definitely helped. And you're right, it is time. It is all yeah. about the time. It's it's getting more games in. It's um, it's taking your minions and giving them somebody else to play so that they don't play Signal. That also helps. I <laughs> know yeah. I'm not joking. I have done exactly that. Uh, no, I've seen I've seen Rich Dean with your uh, with your yeah. minions at Bristol twice now. Yeah, he's he, enjoying them. He, he's quite enjoying. He gave me an absolute tabling with um, one of those minions well, lists. with Sturm and Drang. I expect. Uh, no, Arcadius. Oh, oh, Arcadius. Okay, yes, his new love is Sturm and Drang. But yeah, it's uh, it's really nice to play against that and not just be looking at Signal. Yeah. Actually, that, that was a surprise, just how far from downtown Arcadius can beat the hell out of you. Yeah. Just like, okay, I, I, I sat there, like, his okay. Feet, when you My first word. read his feet, it looks exactly like it used to, and then you read it in more detail and go, wait, wait you can do what now? Oh, oh I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ha- having, sitting behind a wall and thinking, I'm perfectly safe from those heavies. No. No. Very much no. They're like, what do you mean it's coming forward another 10 inches and then it gets to charge again afterwards? This seems bad. Yes. Seems so, yeah. Just the fact that you can choose the War Beast Frenzy target is... Uh, ah, but then again, that's that, that, such is life. And to be honest, making Arcadius better... It, it just puts uh, puts uh, minions in a better position. So, yeah, definitely. Maybe I should do that. Play Arcadius. He's good. I mean, I'll be honest. Minions in general, they're good, but they're a bit like mercenaries. They require something of a um, something of an unhinged mind to get around them because they don't do normal things. They take. Units that work in one, or units and beasts that work in one specific way when they're in other armies, and says, "Right, how can I play with this? How can I change this? How can what can I do to make this less predictable?" Um, unless you're playing with Carver, in which case they're coming forward and they're going to hit you really hard. Really hard. So. Okay, is there, is there anything else we've got? Sort of feelings-wise about Mark Three tournaments so far? Any any sort of trends we're seeing other than the uh, the greater number of warjacks or anything we'd like to change? Ah, yes. So, uh, game three. Uh, I will say, first of all, uh, something that Jun's done at Bristol. Um, he's playing on a slightly different death clock to everyone else. He's playing on a 50-minute death clock, which is difficult. Because out of my three games, I finished with a total of three and a half minutes remaining on my clock over three rounds. What's the normal time, remind me? A- an hour each. Okay. So, ten minutes off. Basically, it's so that uh, John can get a four-round tournament of Death Clock done in a day. Yeah. And, and and be perfectly fine and not have it go on long. And so people can go home and have the tea, uh, which is nice. Um, but the final game, uh, I played against the Ghost Fleet list. Which is one of the most horrendous theme forces I have seen in Mark Three. It it is it, it it's enough to drive you up the wall because what you do is you kill ten to fifteen things a turn and then they come back. I think by turn three, Ryan had stopped counting. I killed about thirty pirates. And only eight of them were off the table at the end of the game. Do what now? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that list can do bad things to so, people. So, just for reference, this is Ghost Fleet. Uh, so, it can have Crix Warcasters, non-character Warjacks, Revenant models and units, and Wraith models and units. For every full 20 points of Revenant models or units in the army, you can add one Revenant weapon crew or small-based solo to the army, free of cost. Um, when making a deathbound roll, that's how many pirates you get back every turn, uh, add plus one to the roll, and you gain plus one to your starting roll of the game. So, with that, your units of uh, the Revenant crew, instead of being D3 per turn coming back, you get D3 plus one. So, Is that per unit you get the plus one, or is that just on period per unit so ryan was playing with three minimum units with four riflemen each oh and you can also return the rifles so he's returning a minimum of six pirates a turn plus the cannon crew uh also has death toll which means if that kills anything that gets to put stuff back in play you've got uh rengrave who not only has Call to Sacrifice, so he's basically unkillable in this army, um, but everything else is able to hit because he's got a 9-inch command and anything inside it gets plus 1 to hit. So you've got these ghostly cannon that are just pounding your lines every turn and going, right, I've killed one guy, that's one in this unit. I've killed two guys with the other one, that's two guys over here. Right, I've got three units, so that's uh, 3d3 plus 3. So, uh, as well, that the main caster kind of, a lot of people I've seen take is is Denny One. Is was that who Ryan was playing or? Uh, no, he was playing um, Gorshade two, three, two, three. Horse on a horse. Yes, on a horse. The horse. Gorshade three. Three. Um, which meant that he was able to just run black banes into my lines because the only magic weapons are on my caster. I play Mercs. Um, I just go right. This the the, the board here. From here to here, that's stationary. Oh, okay. Um, this is bad. Uh, he did it to pretty much counter Damiano's feet turn, because I'd, I'd already feated to kind of keep my stuff alive, and he... Yeah. It was absolutely... I mean, it was a good game in the sense of, you know, really sort of closely fought, um, and in the end, uh, Ryan did clock himself. But even then, I only got a minute and a half left on the clock myself. I suppose that's a risk with lists like that. You are yeah. going to potentially clock yourself out. Well, it was a 50-minute death clock. He was running with high amounts of troops. I, on the other hand, was running Kingmaker into it, which meant I'd got a full unit of trenches with the weapon attachment, with the UA. I'd got a unit of halberdiers. I've got the full unit of cavalry. I've got a min unit of crows as well. I've got various solos on top of that, and three warjacks. Because... Uh, the Kingmaker list, I think, get right. I think I get sixteen free points of models, yeah. um, which is not inconsiderable. No, that's a few. Um, so I mean, okay, one of them is uh, Stannis, who yeah, seven point cavalry model, probably worth about five. Um, but the fact that I also got Kel Bailock for free and uh, Nick Verendry. And the, the, the entire game, we actually managed to swap deployment zones, which was interesting. Um, so I had my Crow's Cutthroats behind Ryan's sort of, you know, AD line, and he had his Black Banes behind my AD line. Mm. It, 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 was a, it was a long game, lots of troops on the table, lots of time being taken by everything. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, uh, that list, though, I, I, I honestly think that's... 
that's going to be a good tournament list. I, I don't think it's actively unfair at this point. It's just unpleasant to actually get your head round because every turn it's doing stuff. And if you're not prepared... Wipe the whole unit out. Do they stop coming back? If you can get the whole unit back, yes, they will stop coming back, which is why one pirate sits basically at the back of the board. Uh, doesn't doesn't have to be because if the leader's killed, the one at the back gets promoted to leader. Got you. That does sound very much like Mark Tui Cricks shenanigans, though. Yeah, well, and that's actually what Ryan said. He said this feels like how Cricks were in Mark Two. I didn't really care that you were killing my troops because I knew they were going to come back. Mm. Um, also, as well, I believe uh, with it being Gorshade Three, he got uh, was it mockery of life. Oh yeah, to bring back even more. I believe it's mockery. Yeah. So and it, it, it it's always like within three inches of another model, so you can just ch chain them forwards. And it's ah, oh, it's it's so grindy and tough to play against. Soul destroying um, all those. <laughs> yeah, it would be appropriate for cricks, wouldn't it? As I much mean, as much as that, it does sound like bullshittery. It's it's very thematic. Oh yeah, totally. That, that's, so. how, that's how cricks work. Um, and I'll be honest, it forced me to dig into a bag of tricks that I I hadn't really even considered before. Think, things like, uh, okay, so you've got incorporeal stuff. Right. Uh, ah, Damiano's got a magic pistol. I can turn that into an AoE. Right, so that kills two of them. One more contesting the flag. Okay. Um, what's Damiano got? Uh, convection. Yes. It's the first time I've actually used convection against a model and then got it to put focus on another model. It's just one of those very weird things. Um, so, yeah. List to look out for. Especially uh, anyone who listens to the Muse on Minis podcast. Um, if Keith Christensen, or Christensen, whatever his name is, um, thinks a list is good and playable, then you probably need to sit up and take a little bit of notice at least. Is that because people think he knows what he's talking about or because he actually knows what he's talking about? I don't he know. I'm not slighting him. He genuinely knows what he's talking about. Um, and he's the sort of person with a, a nose for the slightly broken. Yeah, he looks for the cheese. So. Um, and, and, and that's his style of doing things, and he's, he's very good at it. I mean, he, he's the person who kind of popularised um, E. Kane in sort of the, the middle of Mark II um, in a very similar list to the one Nick ran with you know, uh, Hammer Dwarves and stuff like that. Um, which for a long time was one of the signal lists uh, since gone away because hammer dwarves are terrible. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer dwarves are terrible. <laughs> I mean, they, they haven't changed too much, but in signal there's because everything's friendly faction now, mm. they're pretty much dead. And there's so much infantry clearance out there. Yeah. Although I will say this, um, it's been very rare in any event for, that I've been to for all of my infantry to be wiped off the board in the way that some people are saying it, that it is happening. Um, I, I finished against Ryan with like, you know, half a unit of halberdiers, part of the unit of the cavalry left. Um, I held a zone for three, four turns with most of a unit of Kayasi that only went when my opponent started going, um, I'm losing this game on CPs. I need to start opening the devastators and taking out Kayazi. Um, I'm trying to think, in my first game, the Kayazi kind of survived the feet turn against um, Epic Morgul. I, they're not as soft as I think people are saying, because I 
think with the, now the prevalence of armor being on the field, a little bit of the infantry kill seems to have gone away. Hmm. So. Someone's painting. Uh. <laughs> You've been found out, Kurt. Damn. Painting whilst doing a podcast about wargaming and hobbying. Shit. Not to be terrible. It's usually you, though, with the jingly brushes. Look, at least we can't hear him filing away in the background. Yeah. Good point. I mean, I could be. I've got enough stuff on my desk I can assemble. I've got, like, you know, half a thunderhead over here, so... Wait, Signar again? Um, it was... It was in the bottom of my case. Oh, here we go. I... He tries to talk his way out of it now. <laughs> it's not mine! It's not mine! It's not no, mine, no, a friend boy for no, me! No, it definitely is all mine. Um, I've had stuff sitting about in the bottom of my case forever. <laughs> They're not Signar, they're an homage to drop bears. Oh, no, God. Okay, if, if we want to move this onto the hobby table segment, because I think we're kind of... I think we're done with tournaments. Yeah. Um, I do have, just down here, and I can't quite reach them because the headphone cable doesn't go that that far, um, I, I do have uh, my, uh, my, my painting for this week, which is six uh, Imperial Super Heavy Tanks. What? Yeah. yeah Imperial I've, I've... Tanks. Yes, I've I've painted up uh, three bane blades and three shadow swords. Well, they're not actually bane oh. blades and shadow swords, are they? Uh, so the tanks are from a company called Steel Crown Miniatures, who used to produce a game called Exodus Wars. Um, however, they share enough of their uh, weapons makeup with the bane blade and shadow sword that it's really hard to think of them as anything else. Yeah. So. Whilst not technically being a ripoff, they're as close as damn it. Um, and you know what? I, I had a lot of fun painting them. I, I enjoy painting six mil miniatures. Um, we're going to be using them at the club in uh, a game called Future War Commander, which is based off Blitzkrieg Commander, which is in itself based off Warmaster. Hamster. Which is in disguise as... <laughs> Which is based off Epic 40k. Oh, God. Um, but yes, down there as well, I have uh, a couple of not-quite-warhound titans. Um, I've got some not-sentinels as well. Basically, none of my stuff is original Games Workshop Imperial Guard. Um, but I have scoured the internet and found what I think is a pretty good list of proxies. Um, I've got some you know, some nice replacement Praetorians. Um by basically just buying six mil colonial British and going, yep, those are lasguns, not muskets. They're lasguns. Honest. Well, they're, that, they're that small. You could tell. Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter at that scale. Um, and I, I finally found someone who does six mil sci-fi ogres. So that 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 was my pleasing find of the week. After finding that one of my miniatures companies has gone bust. Oh. The, the other one has deleted its website and started again, and as I'd only got um, links to stuff rather than actually names of things, that, that became awkward finding stuff. So, yeah. Finding sci-fi ogres was a, 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 a highlight. Alex, you're scraping things for effect now. Uh, me? No, never. So, yes, yeah, that, that, that's my hobby for this week. I have no further other business. So I'll pass it across to Alex, who's the furthest on the left. Uh, things. Oh, hey, that's, that's accurate. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I've not really been doing too much, really, after the tournament. I've been doing a bit of planning for uh, the ETC. Went along nicely. Um, I think I've got the trophy sorted for that, which are going to be uh, 
Very nice. I think I, I, think I might share the image of, of the trophies with the uh, the crew. Did you guys see them? Did I share yes. with you? Yes, I said that would make quite a good mace. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. I remember now. Um, but yeah, so there, there coming along nicely. I'm trying to get some sort of uh, goodie bag stocking filler organised well at the moment. Hopefully that should, should come off shortly and have some nice things in there uh, when they attend. I can't think of words. Words are eluding me at the moment. Um, clearly, clearly. Um, no, not being great with words isn't great for a podcast, Alex. So. No, it's not. It's not. Um, they're kind of coming slowly. Um, but yeah, so I've just been trying to get all that organised and uh, I've been looking a bit more at Infinity. Um, that's uh, possibly going to get a bit more involved in that side of things as well. So, so you can forget even more rules. Pretty much, pretty much. That's the, Nobody understands yeah. that game. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 all right. It's not. Uh, you get the hang of it. It's all right. That's what I'm saying, anyway. <laughs> it, it was it was a little overly complicated. Well, either overly complicated for me, or I didn't have the right environment to learn in. I think it probably yeah. would be better if I got people nearby who could teach me it. Um, well, I have that, and I still haven't really got into it. I okay. bought some. I bought some, and. Christine plays it, and Inwood plays it, and Dominic plays it as well. And I was like, well, I should really get into it. I watched them play it. They have a league thing that runs all the time, and I've seen them playing it every fortnight. And well, I, you're, in, you're in kind of the hotbed for Infinity. Yeah, I am. I still don't get it. It still makes no sense. I think they have found it a lot with the uh, third edition. I think there's a lot has been kind of... By, by which you mean they've translated it properly. <laughs> uh... It still reminds me a lot of Eddie Azar's description of girls playing hopscotch <laughs> and then explain, trying to explain the rules or going, oh, no, no, you, you drop that there now this time. That doesn't work. You have to start again. And you don't know why. It makes no sense. For those Star Trek fans out there, just think of Fizzbin. Good. There's my not a warhound. Look a at warhound? it. Isn't it lovely? Looks like a reaver. Oh, yeah. It's kind of too small. They've got three sizes of Titan. I, I, if, if we're going for walkers, I've, I've got my not a sentinel as well. I'm I am a really big fan of the potential for Adeptus Titanicus. I'm waiting for that. I, I used to play a lot of Epic and Adeptus Titanicus. I've seen the previews and stuff that came out of the weekend, and I want it. I want it. At, at the risk of, I mean, I will probably go and play it. Um, however, from what I've seen, and at the risk of rehashing the pre-show, um, I don't think it looks like a replacement for Epic. No, I don't think it is. I think it's a new thing that yeah. has a trucker and nostalgia for those of us that got in on Depth of Titanicus before Space Marine was out. Uh, yeah, I think you're about right with that. I think um, I think if you're ever 40 and you played it when you're a teenager, and I think it's, that's who it's for, um, yeah, it just looks awesome. And yes, I include um, Rich Padgett in the over 40, even though he's not yet. <laughs> I hate that if he hears it. Anyway, yeah. This is a War Machine podcast. He doesn't do War Machine anymore. I don't know if you listen to us at all. I've got no idea. Well, no, I, we're not I, I know Flat Cap and Whippet Radio is uh, long since deceased. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Benj, have you done any of the business? Uh, no, I've bought a two-by-four table, so I'm going to start painting at some point so you, soon. You've, you've bought a two-by-four, and you're going to get some blue trunks and turn to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That is literally what I'm going to do, really. Um, <laughs> no, um... <laughs> I have some Infinity stuff to assemble. Um, well, say we're going to be an Infinity podcast before long. Well, Ben, surely then you would need a six by four table. Uh, 
Uh, I I need a ta- yes, or, but... or, or actually technically a four by six table. I I need a, a a table, but with something to go over it to make it slightly bigger. I haven't got space for a four by four, unfortunately. So um, uh, but yeah, I'll be joining. Well, I'll be trying to find somebody to play some Infinity with around here. I've been told they exist sometimes. What? Mm. They're like the Brigadoon of Wargamers. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Uh, once, once every eight weeks they appear at club <laughs> and then ne- you know, never again or whatever. Well, I'm trying to lure them to my flat, so... Um, oh, grooming. <laughs> that sounds a bit wrong, but... Um, yeah, it really does, Benj. You, yeah. you, you're doing a great job of selling this to people. It's fine. It's, no, no, one, no one listens to us. It's fine. So, um, if you'd like uh, to go to Benji's flat for a bit of rape and infinity... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait! Infinity first. I'm a good host. Uh, infinity, I'll... infinity, and chill. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel. I feel. I feel more comfortable with what Kurt said. <laughs> yeah, Alex, that was a bit. Yeah, because there's an element of consensual with what I said. Yeah. I didn't say totally, just an element of it. Yeah. 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 I think we may have to take Alex off the podcast for a week. Huh? <laughs> I'll I'll not record anything next week. <laughs> Sounds wise. Oh well, we're, well, I'm looking forward to SmogCon. Actually, that might um, renew my love of things. I am hardly terrified that SmogCon is in a week and a bit. Um, it's it's less than that, isn't it? Wait, a week and a bit. Yeah, a week and a day until I kind of have to be there. So, wait, are you going on the Friday or the Thursday? I will be going to the Midlands on the Thursday. Oh, okay. Um. Because again, parents who live there. Oh, yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky. So, uh, and that's where the SmogCon laptops are. I deliberately left them there so I couldn't forget them. Mm. Um, and nice. yes, and people will get to see the new scoring system. Uh, have, have I have I told you about this? No. So the Iron Arena scoring system is changing. Uh, previously, what would happen? is you'd finish a game and you'd go along and you'd say, I played this many points and it was fully painted and it was a theme force and the other guy was not fully painted and it wasn't a theme force. It would all go into the program and it would spit out a number that were basically just almost a random thing. You know, you have seven points, the opponent has nine. Um, and what would happen is people would play um, relatively high points games fairly quickly, fully painted and in theme and just churn through the points and um, essentially... Uh, oh, oh. You, you, you could game it to get some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Have, have we got to a point though where I won't have to ask the same questions over and over again? Or yes, right. Okay. Basically, what you need to do now is ask: When did your game start? Yeah. When did you? When did your game finish? That's it. All right. Be- because we are adopting the Captain Con um, style of scoring. Right. So. If you did something during an hour of the convention, yeah. So went to a uh, went to a seminar, did some speed painting if there is any, um, played a game. You were in a tournament. You score one point for that hour. Okay. Okay. Right. You can never score more than one point for the hour. I thought you were going to say you can never score again. Uh, <laughs> That'll be good. Well, we are war gamers. Um, uh. no. <laughs> So <laughs> you score one again, point, you score one point for the hour. <laughs> and that's it. For that hour. You can only score the point once. And that yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. Uh, you've, so, you've you've lost me on your comment. I'm sorry, I'm done. 
Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what you mean either. So you can score a maximum, I think it's about 36 points over the weekend. And that's it. Okay. And, and I take it the prizes are scaling to that new... No, the, the top one will still be 200 points. <laughs> it, will, it will take you six years of solid gaming. <laughs> Literally unachievable. And Martin Jenkins <laughs> will still walk away with it <laughs> in the first half an hour. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Martin will probably still uh, go home with quite with uh, some prizes because, well, he stays up all night and plays games, which yeah. is which you know is absolutely fine. But what it means is that we can't have two newer players who are playing like a thirty-five point game and it takes them three hours. That's fine. They still score three points. I I, I don't care. But that's that's three points. Um, and as I said, this applies to. Anything you do at the convention that's, you know, seminars, painting, playing, tournamenting, whatever. I don't care. It's one point per hour. That's it. Hmm. And if, you, if you've painted in an hour and gamed in an hour, it's still only a point. Oh. You don't score double. That's it. So it makes the whole um, recording of that a lot easier and a lot more. Um, I suppose it was always the, you get to Sunday and people I've known for several, quite a number of years, I couldn't remember their name. Well, Sunday, I'm sat on that desk. <laughs> yeah. Tim, Tim walks up and I'm like, I um, can't remember. I got Peter's surname in first and I, I know your name's Tim, but I know I've known you like six years, but I've got no clue what your second name is. It right made now. for some very awkward conversations. Well, I generally know quite a lot of people and know, I'm quite good at names. And, and by Sunday, I've got no clue what my own name is. Let alone <laughs> See, where uh, conversely, I am terrible with names. So there are people who'd come up like, 10, 15 times to go, nope, still don't remember your name. What is it? Because, oh well, at that point, you're just used to it. So They looked so crestfallen, though. Which, when you talk to someone on Twitter for five years, and then you go, yeah, okay. Jeremy's been going to have to have that conversation once, though. But the worst one is when you've known someone on Twitter for five years, and then don't realise who they are in real life, until someone goes, oh, you do know that was... Blah blah blah. Like, oh, uh, that, that was, was awkward. That was Kurt, and you're like, uh, what? Well, to be fair, we met at a Ross on Y tournament many years ago. At this point, so I think was it was it was it Oxford first or Ross on Y? We played in Ross on Y, definitely, but we met at Ross on Y. Oh, oh it... what did we? No, I... oh, we played See, in Oxford. Ne- other, way, other way round, it might be another round. We met in Ross on Y. Episode of reminiscing with Mike and Kurt. <laughs> Yay! Hey, hey, this is important stuff because uh, when, when we first went to places like Ross on Y, they didn't even play the same scenario across the entire venue. Didn't we? Um, didn't we start going to tournaments the same week or two week period or something like that? Because yeah. you went to the yeah, I think we was Oxford and something else. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. Back, back, back when the Warhammer Forum was a thing. Oh, yeah. Tut t- Warhammer. Tut t- uh, Forum. Wretched, uh, wretched hive of scum and villainy, wasn't it? That pretty much. Hole? Yeah. Anyway, talking of scum and villainy and hives off, I've been painting spaceships. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. As nobody, nobody asked me, I'm going to volunteer it. Yeah, I've, well, repainting. I've been touching up. Um, uh, I've played Armada. The only thing, I've played two games of Armada in the last week and a bit. For the first time in ages. Lots of new shinies. New shinies. Wanted to play. Okay. I have no idea what's going on in Armada, so... Uh... I've got a Liberty. You know the big thing that gets blown up in Return of the Jedi? I've got one of those. Yeah. It's okay. awesome. It's so mm. nice. It's the nearest thing the Rebels are going to get to an, uh, an Imperial Star Destroyer, and it's, it's not it's not an Imperial Star Destroyer, but it's as near as it will get. It's awesome. So I've got some um, 
I uh, I'm really been touching that up, but I have I've also got Phoenix One, the command ship from Rebels. Okay. No. And that, that I have been touching up because it looks like I think it's the wrong colour. Um, so I've been messing about and looked at several pictures and I've added a bit more colour to it and lightened it and things like that. And the um, Rebel transports are very monotone. They're almost bare plastic with a wash. So they have been primed, but it's primed plastic colour. And there's barely any painting because they're nearly fighters that don't come painted. So I've been painting them this evening and some washes and highlights and then painting all the crates that are hung underneath different colours. Yeah. Because mm. generally speaking, the artwork of those, you say the, the, the little crates and containers are different colors so you I've done that nice, like blues and maroons and browns and grays yeah, a bit of orange and a bit of yeah oh, lots of different colors underneath yeah i'm quite happy with it a bit different it's lovely yeah and hopefully get some more games in and hopefully uh yeah not lose <laughs> i did it right last week but yesterday last night i just i felt ho two isds coming towards me i didn't i just panicked and no idea what to do with it I had so many problems with that game because I I just felt as rel- actually it's a bit like uh, people have been saying with uh, Mark Three. I felt like I didn't know what I was doing, and it was like, oh look, an Imperial ship has turned up, and kaboom, mines. Oh well. I, um, yeah, I still I I still feel a bit like that, but uh, um the the newer ships and the changes have leveled it a bit. Um, it still feels a bit like the Rebels have buffing cards. And the Imperials have debuff cards. It feels like that's the skew. They, they both have buffs, like, like support cards and 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 um, officers and all sorts of other things you can add, upgrade cards. But but the Imperial stuff seems to be built to screw the rebels over more than more than buff their own cards. Yeah, I, 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 think, played... I, I think that what got me to stop playing was the uh, was it the Gladiator Star Destroyer. Yeah, the, well, the Gladiator Domin- um, Dominator. No, the what's the um. It's it's the one that adds like an extra two or three black dice. It's not just that; it can fire after it moves, so it can yeah. move in, be the last thing you activate, move in, attack, and then be the first thing you activate next turn and just remove something because it gets two lots of shooting before you can do anything. Yeah, and that was the point where I went, I, I I'm done. Sorry, can't deal with this. It's it's it is in comparison to the big stuff, it is fragile, but you've got to try and deal with it or hold it up or kill it before it does its thing because if it does its thing then it's way uh, way more than its points yeah it's i'm determined i I love the way it looks it's so cinematic on the board i've got a lovely mac that's got ender on one side and a part built death star on the other and it's just so uh, it's so cinematic it's so much fun to to look at and play so i'm determined to play it more and get the hang of it more see i'm still having fun with x-wing because um i i've got my current uh Double Y-Wing and Talonbane Cobra list. Um, turns out, Talonbane Cobra used to be a bit rubbish. If you give him a card that allows him to barrel roll, yeah, suddenly a lot better. I do um, like X-Wing. I do want to play more X-Wing. I've got Ghost for X-Wing for Christmas, and I just haven't played it yet. I do want to play um, X-Wing. I want to get two Y-Wings. That looks awesome. Two, two Not two Y-Wings, two U-Wings. U-Wings? Yeah. And they actually have the adjustable wings as well. Yeah, I've seen. Nice. Yeah. So. I'd see those at some point. Anyway, before we shift into the uh, Fantasy Flight Games podcast... Um, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. You know. No? We're, 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 we're gamers think, of varied tastes. I think if we do that, though, we have to adopt New England accents. Yamada. No. Yamada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst. Don't uh, the, the verse. FFG. I Alex. Like, I like Intensive L- 545. L- L- oh, the LCG's out at Gen Con this year. Pardon? Oh, oh, ah, yes. I do want to play that. Um, uh, there's someone in my X-Wing group who's already said, yep, I'll buy that. So, uh, What's that, sorry? I missed that. I talked over it. L- uh, Leg- LCG. 
Oh yeah, if I buy. Mm, not even if I buy. See, the, the one the one issue I might have is that the Star Wars card game that FFG did was L5R but bad. And I, I, just biblical levels of bad. It took L5R, removed all the subtlety, and then put a clock on it, but only for one side. And it was just horrible to play. Aren't they just going to do a Netrunner clone of it? Um, it? It could be. It could be the same rule system. It could be something completely different. I'd enjoy that. How do you mean a Netrunner clone of it? Well, Because Netrunner is basically the same game as it was. Yeah. Just with, with um, like, the fancy art. and it, it is. I've played the old Netrunner. It is the same game. Um, they, a few they, minor tweaks. They, well, they added corporations, which was yeah. There was a, there was a big change to the background yeah. of it. It used to be just runner versus corp. They've added corps that have an identity and have special rules. Uh, but the, the the core of the game is yeah. The, uh, the, the basic mechanics, yes, they were they came across intact. I think, uh, given what FFG have done with their games, if they bring across L five R, they're going to get rid of a lot of the the chaff rules from it because there there was there is an awful lot in l5r you do just sit there and go what is this um and i i I get some of it was very flavorful and great but it's like okay so this card's naval and this card's cavalry oh but this one has an ability that says i can bow it to start a duel on this battlefield over here (laughs) but you haven't got any cards over here, which means that due to the rule of relevance, I can't start it. And you just sit there and your mind hurts. <laughs> my head's literally gone up my ass just from <laughs> listening to that. I, I literally... I, I I did like the idea. It's like you've got multiple provinces. You have to defend them. And there's, there's rules of like relevance and proximity. And, and it, it's like it's a great system, but please, for the love of God, just... Just take some of the rules away and let the game play and just take some of these rules and bin them. Um, it's somewhat akin to what Magic does every few years, where it goes, okay, you see all these rules that work slightly differently? Then our one rule. Let's print a set where that's now a keyword and they all work the same. That's it. We're done here. And this mm. keyword will never appear again. Mmm. Flanking. Mmm. <laughs> Or was it Shadow Walk? Yeah. I don't think there's many Magic players here, unfortunately. I play Magic, but not that far back. Yeah. I played, I played it once for one evening. The, yeah. There was a point where there was like two people in their playgroup that had cards that, unless you had direct damage abilities, would just sit there and do like four damage to your turn forever. Because <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't block them. There was no physical way to, unless you had another card with that keyword. And they were produced like five sets ago, and no one had access to them. So, yeah. That fun. sounds cheesy. Yeah, fun. It, it, it's a TCG. Of course, it's cheesy. What's wrong with you? Um, lots of things are wrong with me. Uh, that's very, very true. Oh, don't be so salty. I'm not that <laughs> salty actually. Tonight has been uh, quite. Uh, to know that I'm not entirely in the the same sinking Mark Three boat was. Uh, but Ben, revelation. has this episode made you want to go out and play games? Oh, I, there's nothing. The only things that stopping me are money and time. I'd like I and maybe I don't know a massive catch up in the fluff. If somebody just like condensed it down into less waffly 
text. I'm not. I'm, I must I admit, say, we we may be the wrong people to ask. After after Blood of Kings is finished, I may be able to help you part of the way, but uh, I haven't bought any of the new books. I was not that happy about the removal of fluff from main books into the Skull Island stuff. That that was a bit. Bleh. Um, I can see why they did it perfectly fine it's yeah. just with their writing style it takes fucking ages to wade through it i, I their writing can send me to sleep <laughs> I, I will be honest give, given that i've stopped buying the faction books because i have war room um having skull island means that if there's an interesting story and on my audible playlist i i do have uh is it mark of cain hmm which is the current the, the, the newer Kane one that explains why he's got the the Hellslingers. Yeah. Um that that's on my list to buy on Audible this month. Right. Ooh, which actually might be tomorrow. Excellent. Um but I've still got nine hours of um Blood of Kings left. Nine hours. But... Yes. Yeah, I, I have I have gone through uh six hours of Blood of Kings so far. Um it's it, it's a standard length for a long novel. So Okay. Good. Um, it's reading. It it, 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 it it actually is a good book on like the fluff of the Iron Kingdoms. I might have to seek that out. That sounds. Uh, cool. yeah. The fact there's an audiobook sounds really appealing. Well, if, if you go on Audible, um, okay. actually, if I had if I had an affiliate link, we could get money off this. But uh, I can't <laughs> uh, we should. Do. I've just noticed there's a free Rogue One on, uh, of. Um, on Audible as well now. Yep. If, you, if you go on Audible, um, your first thirty days is free. And Elite Cadre sponsored by Audible. <laughs> For all your, uh... um, and, by Amazon. And, yeah. and you get one book of your choice for free. Um, when with this free, uh, I've, I've seen this before. The free, the free thirty days. How did that work then? Because do you just get the one book for thirty days, or no, no? Okay, so. And a bit of an explanation of Audible. Um, <laughs> what I don't like, you know what I don't like yeah. about Audible is you can't get it in a format you can take and stick it in a USB stick and put it in your car. No, you you can't do that. But then no. again, I, but then again, I plug my phone in in my car and it just no, plays. No, I just wanted to play. So uh, the, the thirty days free is a bit of a misnomer because what it really means is one free book, and because you've put your payment details in, you'll probably be paying for. A, a credit every month because you'll forget to cancel. Um, now, if your subscription runs out, that's fine. You just get to keep the books that you've already bought. So you can still log in. You still have access to all your books. You can still play them. You can still download them. You can do what you like. Um, but you just don't get extra credits to spend on new books. Now, the books themselves, if you want to buy them individually, might be as much as like 30, 40 pounds. Wow. But if you do the monthly subscription thing, which I do, you pay 15 quid and you get two credits. And one book is one credit. So um, next month, I will probably grab uh, another Dresden book and uh, Mark of Cain. Or, I, love the, I love the Dresden books. They're awesome. Yeah. Or for, for one credit, you can grab 18 hours of Yes Minister and Yes Prime Minister. Which is a that's a really good deal. Or eighteen hours of uh, I'm sorry I haven't a clue. They've got a load of BBC stuff on there. Um, if people are in the, the market for that, look at Cabin Pressure. It's really good. Um, yeah, it's it's just a, a good service for audiobooks. For is that included in Amazon Prime or different? No, it's not in Amazon Prime. 
if it was, I'd be far happier mm. uh, and, and slightly richer. And now, um, what's the name of that service again for all those listening at home? <laughs> <laughs> hey, God. I, I, I can put an audible uh, affiliate in from now on if people want. Yes, um, do it. Do I get money? No, it would go. It would go to the. Okay, Bench. It would go towards the exorbitant hosting cost of this podcast. Which let, let me just <laughs> let let me just get our most recent bill. Oh God, it's free the uh, roof, isn't it? We can't afford to heat the house. So where's Amazon Web Services? Oh, there we go. Amazon Web Services billing statement. So uh, for the period of January uh, of 2017, our hosting came to a grand total of one dollar fifty-eight. We're in dollars as well. Jesus, we're getting ripped off. Oh no, we're doing. Is that better? Actually, no, it's worse. Oh, it's worse. Uh, it's way worse. That means one pound fifty-eight practically. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ on a bike. We're fucked. Yeah, um, I, I, I spent a whole one pound something on hosting this podcast. However, <sighs> we used to have free hosting. However, I will pay that one pound something to not have to deal with the free hosting because that free hosting was the worst. Mm. Whereas Amazon works was it worse than nick nothing yes nick. yes far worse although that said at the moment nick's lists are just getting into the grown worthy te- categories is it sigma yes uh, he took darius at the weekend uh, oh he used to like darius didn't he darius double Stormwall, and um a centurion He's not here to defend himself so we can't talk about this We'll, we'll talk about it on the next episode. That list, I never ever want to face that oh, list with books because it would hurt. Are we planning on having a big news roundup on the next episode? Because there's quite a lot of new figures that are on the website that we haven't talked about. Uh, we yeah. could do. News uh, now? No, no, no. no, no news no, at the start. Yes. Format. For crying so, out loud. <laughs> so I think at this point, we can pass across to Alex to sign us off so I can have a cup of tea. Alex? I'm not doing it. <laughs> You're not having a cup of tea. You've been listening to Elite Cadre, the Hordes and War Machine podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I've been Alex. I've been Mike. I've been Kurt. I've been Benj. Say goodbye, cup of tea. (laughs) Bye, Nick. (laughs) Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick. Bye, Nick.
You've been listening to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash elitecadre. Music provided by Martin DeBont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, in a world of perfect production and seamless transitions, we bring you the chaos that lurks beneath the surface. These are the Easter eggs. No, that's fair enough. I think we should walk away from that now and go talk about something else. Yes, we should talk about tiny plastic and metal figures. Uh, and also the errata that's come out today. There's an, oh, there's oh, an, is, an, is there an una errata? Yes. I saw some Twitter about it or Facebook. Hello, Alex. Oh, hello. We can hear you. Jolly good. Time today. Yes. Well, I was on mute. I was just talking to Terry for a second. Sorry. I was shouting to her and she thought I was talking to her. So, so what? Say, no, I never talked to you. Why did you call <laughs> Common mistake. I've never spoken yeah. to you. Did you see that one there last time I looked? Ooh. Actually, there's a second nerf to the Kador theme force. What's that? Um, so, Sack Porn for Winterguard. Callus, Callus been, 2 as well. Has been changed to Sack Porn Winterguard Trooper model. Oh, so no gun carriage. So you can't sack to the battle uh, to the uh, gun carriage anymore. Uh, no one saw that coming. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. The the other one being that you have to have Winterguard units to get the advanced move, which means one Warjack is going to go out, and then two mortars and two field guns are going to come in. Where's the? Have we got a link to the Arata? Uh, I'll I'll send you the dynamic update file because that's that's the cut down version. Everything else is just kind of semantics. So. There we go. That that gives you a brief overview of the important bits of the changes. Okay, thank you. <coughs> and the bits in light blue are the ones that they've uh, are the changes they've made. Kev Bryant has already told me he's sad that there is no help for Mercs. I, I I didn't feel the need to rub it in that I won a tournament with them last weekend. I thought Mercs are in a good place. They're effing bonkers, is what they are. <laughs> I was gonna say. As as much as I complain about some of the worst units in Mercs and how they need to be. You know, propped up a little. What's what works in Mercs and what's good is really good. Uh, the only game I played recently, which was just a friendly to try and get back into it, was into Magnus Two, and I didn't really know what to do. Oh Jesus! Um, okay, I played uh, played Magnus Two, not the the last time, but the one before uh, against someone who'd never played against Magnus Two, and they're playing Strakov, uh. and they let Magnus get well. They, they let Magnus go first. So wow. it was Magnus moves, opponent moves. Magnus moves, feats. And the guy yeah. goes, okay, so what can I move? And I went, basically nothing. Sideways. You, yeah. <laughs> you, you can move towards your table edge or the left, and I'll be having these objectives here. I, to be honest, I hadn't played against him either, and I didn't know whether to advance Harby forward and try and take the feet. Uh, it just didn't work. It was horrible. Yeah, uh, Epic Magnus's feet is ridiculous. Uh, if he was in any other faction, people would be going, Nerf! Nerf! Yeah. I mean, if you could take Epic Magnus in Signar with a squire, oh, there would be riots in the streets. Because, you know, okay, Epic Magnus with the Lancer, able to spell sling properly without having the the the, 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 the Renegade Arc node. Well, then again, the... the the Lancer's not actually that cheap, cheap that not actually cheaper, so yeah. So I'm that. sorry, I struggled to kill a fucking renegade. <laughs> they are 
Tough little bastards. What twelve eighteen? No, it's yeah. Twelve eighteen is a it's, it's a soft it's a soft stat line. I mean, you should be able to kill that in seconds. Well, let's just say I couldn't roll for toffee that game. Right. Oh, just that game. I thought I was life. Oh no, that too. I've never been to Vegas, but I don't. I don't really say my odds would don't. be very good. No, right, I just need to close my window because it's getting a bit cool in here. So hang on. Just going to close the window would, with the reposting uh, that um, make up lately. Reposting it where? Um, in the hangout chat. It's in. It's in the. Uh, okay. Oh, he probably did better. Oh, did he put it in the Facebook Messenger or did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it from there. That's fine. Hello again. Hello. Oh. I've ah. got Skype trying to start. Let's turn this off. Um, also, I hate to bring this to people, but <laughs> we do need to move platforms again. What? Right. So, um, yeah, Google Hangouts on Air is closing on April 25th. Really? Uh, no. We've got to go to, um, we've got to, go to um, YouTube then. Yep, it'll be, we'll be moving on to the YouTube events YouTube platform. YouTube Live. Um, yeah. Before then, I'll be doing a test run of it to see if it sort of still does the same stuff. It should do. Um, but I need to check There's quite a lot of people who use it. There's quite a lot of people who use it this way. Yeah. Why are so, uh, Google Hangouts dying, then? Google Hangouts fake. Yeah, YouTube, isn't it? So, yeah. 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 So, why do you put it on? It's very similar to the other I mean, um, it, uh, they actually link to a page when you start one of these now. It says, uh, Google Hangouts API is no longer supported. New apps cannot be created, but existing apps will continue to work until April 25th, 2017. After that date, apps in Hangouts will no longer function. And it's an app that links Hangouts to YouTube. Uh, so, yeah. But apparently, because they're now tied to YouTube, they're moving everything over there, which which should be fine. It should just be a case of uh, moving everything over, learning a couple of new bits and pieces. Uh, hopefully, it's as simple to join. To, mm. Yeah, there we go. Good. So, everyone's got the errata. Take it, you know, there's been an errata, Alex? Yeah, Alex got errata. Yeah. I read that somewhere. Yeah, I am. Yeah, okay. I am, but, yeah. okay, fair enough. Um, after that, we'll talk about... Um, well, actually, Kurt, you've not been to tournaments in Mark Three, have you? No. Ben, uh, one, one, but not recently. One okay. last year. Okay, fair Hello. enough. You've been to at least a tournament in Mark Three. I've been to two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Alex and I have been to one fairly recently. Of course, he's muted, so he's probably doing something. <laughs> um, I was just eating a fish. Oh, um, and four. Oh, what faction? Minions. I thought they were Winions. I thought they were like unstoppable. Not when I'm piloting. Oh, that's good. It's good to know yeah. we're both terrible and Mike is the god of Mark III. <laughs> it's funny. The, it the only one that absolutely loves and shits Mark III is, is, is doing so dramatically well in it. I think he's biased. <laughs> Literally biased. Uh, to be fair, one of the first times I went to in... Um, Mark three was the steamroller final for Bristol, which I went one and three in. So uh, you had to do that to um, appease the gods, balance it out or something. Well, I'd qualified in the, th the three qualifiers I'd been to for the steamroller series, so uh, mm. I had to crash out in the final. Oh. Um, but no, I, I had some really good games. Played against the new Scorn, which was interesting. Um, apparently, incorporeal Molik Khan doesn't like a. A nomad that can charge from twelve inches away with magic weapons and rerolls to hit. Not <laughs> like that. Yeah. Is, that, he, that... is he better though now? Is the whole the whole faction is better supposedly. I the, the whole Merck faction is better. Drunk. Mercs are properly decent. 
I, I don't understand why people aren't taking McBain. I, McBain. I look at McBain. McBain. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at McBain. I'm going, so people complain that Mercs have low mat. Well, he's got fortune, which can also be used to fix low rat. Okay, he's got an armor buff for his jacks. He's got jackhammer to support them. He's got a feat that lets all the cool solos for Mercs stay around. What gives? What gives indeed, sir? What gives indeed? And and the one matchup that I've really had trouble with him in, which was against uh, which was against um, Kane, they've actually they've kind of half fixed that by the fact that now Kane has to spend a focus if he wants to kill something that McBain's feated on. I'm sure, it's not McCain. McCain, bring the pain. Not the McBain pain train. That would that would be one hell of a wrestler name, McPain. It's probably been done already. Oh, fine. Uh, so, did it like your mum did it. But anyway, I thought what we'd do for the um the main topic of the well yeah, the main well, his topic mum was a wrestler. Is talk about air tournament experiences for Mark Three, if that's alright. Yeah. Are we happy with that? I've heard worse suggestions. He's <laughs> so excited. I believe you coming on the podcast was one of those. You love me really. Ooh. I do. I, I love you greatly. You're gonna see me next week for four unbelievable days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I, I oh god it's next week. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going, Kurt? Nope. Really? I volunteered and my services were not required. Uh, I must say, uh, I'm going to have some difficulty on the uh, Thursday night. I need to sleep on someone's couch. In it was. Um, I think due to the debacle around. Um, Various uh, PGing, there's a limit set on how many PGs they can have, regardless of who won't turn up and will turn up. Um, uh, so, yeah. Okay. So, I, I, I believe a, a set of championships that uh, may be team based and and worldly. I don't believe it's just. I was leaving. Place. I was leaving it alone. I wasn't going to go further than that. I, I was going to say. I think they are one of the triggers that's um, caused the, uh, the, the the sudden interest. I didn't. I didn't put my hand up quick enough, and uh, yeah, and now I'm quite happy with not having the cost. If I'm honest as well. Oh, I'm mitigating costs by not eating for four days. Okay, and it has the added effect of losing weight as well. It, it yeah. does indeed. Yeah, like thinking. I might eat somebody. Right. Uh, but, Is that lucky? But Benj, you're vegetarian. You can just go outside and eat grass or something. I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not averse to cannibalism, in a bind. Fair enough. Excellent. Uh, well, if you're going to start. Uh, the X-Wing players are only like a couple of rooms over, so if you can start with them... Well, there's lots of meat on those fuckers. X-Wing players? What, what, what? Yeah. Uh, so the Yavin <laughs> Open is being held in the same building at the same time. Wow. That I did not realise. The Yavin yep. Open. Oh, yeah, I, like, I do like X-Wings, well. I've got, I've got shitloads of uh, X-Wing that I don't use ever. Wing. I've got lots of things I don't play ever. Yeah, hey, nice. Yeah. I have actually dug some of the stuff that I haven't been using out of storage in this past week. So uh, and done well with it. Not using it. it. Uh, and I should be, I, 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 I should be playing with it on Friday. I played um, Armada <laughs> twice in the last week or so. Ooh, get you. Mm, mm. Uh, but hey, uh, pardon? Why would you paint X-wing stuff you've not been using? It's pre-painted. Uh, Who's talking to you, Mike? Oh, he's mind. just talking in general rubbish. Uh, no, I, I dug the epic out. Um, cause, I want uh, new epic. I want new epic. I want new epic. Sorry, I, I, I've I've seen it and I'm not so sure. There's new epic. Uh, it's Adeptus, Adeptus Titanicus. Uh, yes. 
Um, my only my only concern with it is well, it's, it's concern and a sort of an oh moment. Uh, it doesn't seem to be a replacement for Epic. No. Um, if you look at it, it's a lot more detailed than what they're doing with the Titans. Yeah. So you you do have locations that take damage and you you have crippled systems. It's yeah. it's um, much more in that kind of vein with very large data sheets for. So, uh, uh, like, um, Battletech type sort of, yeah. Uh, never played Battletech, so I can't comment. Um, but it definitely doesn't seem like a replacement for Epic, which is interesting, because that's what people are saying it was. Well, and... it is, I mean, it is, but it's it's a depth of Titanicus. It's going back to the beginning, but it's... it's yeah. um, it, it's What I like is the whole nostalgia trip of it. It's larger scale, very slightly. The, the um, Warlord Titans are bigger than the old ones. There's a lot of interesting well, um, changes. Given they've moved from, let me think what it was. Given they've moved their main systems from twenty-eight to thirty-two mil, because I mean, the, the have you seen the scale creep in for in like Games Workshop games? It's always been the case. It's frightening. I have uh, a, an original Blood Bowl ogre, which was a big figure back in the day. Yeah. The new humans are the same size. I've got I've got a Minotaur from uh, some time at the start of Blood Bowl. My first is my oldest painted model. I've still got it somewhere. Um, but yes, I'm very so, excited for um, for Epic just because it's something different. Play some big titans. Um, get back to a whole kind of retro. Uh, well, um, yeah. we're taking Epic forces and putting them into um, Future War Commander, which is an, like an offshoot of Blitzkrieg Commander. Okay. Um, and yeah, that that looks pretty neat. So I'm playing a three thousand point game of that on. Well, right. the biggest the biggest difference in Dead Psychonauts is, is it's 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 thirty k really. Yes, I think it's thirty k. Which the original one was original one was as well. They just kind of then slid that over sideways. It was always um, Trader Legions versus Marines to start off with, and then Eldar came along and stuff. Yeah, bloody Eldar. Uh, games are, uh, the, the tabletop games have always been very um, mm, timeline indifferent. Fluid is a good word. Fluid. Yeah, because you, you always had things like uh, the campaign for Armageddon with uh, Commissar Yarek. Yeah. Uh, at the same point where you had people who were... Uh, you had Gaunt's Ghosts, who were in the same codex, but were separated by a good couple of centuries. Talking of Gaunt, Gaunt's Ghosts, he's announced the date of the last book. They're still going? Yeah. Well, we've been waiting two years for the final book. The Warmaster, wow. and it's coming out in December 2017. Dan Abner announced it today. You heard it here first on your. Is that, he hasn't written it yet, but he's now got a deadline. Uh, to well, he started writing it, and I think because of various health, health issues. Yeah, and, too, yeah. yeah. And, and Dan Abner is pretty much uh, he's quite in demand. He's very prolific in lots of things everywhere these days. So. Go back to your mum again, aren't we? Yeah. Hi. Hi. That's not nice. Well, should we uh, should we get this party started? Indeed. And no party. Yes. Like a like an elite cadre party. Really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. There we go. There's an episode. I'm going to go and fall asleep into a cup of tea. Wait, are we live still, or did you press the button? Yeah, we're oh, still okay. live. Because it's on the screen, look live. I'm not on looking at the screen. Oh, he's not. Uh, sorry, I've been playing the division for most of tonight. 
You're just ineffective. I am literally defective. Um, yeah. No. See, I, I have been horribly productive this evening. I, I got in, I had like half an hour to get some dinner, during which I had a lovely jacket potato with some, you know, uh, some, some crispy, crispy duck with hoisin sauce and uh, a salad with Thousand Island dressing. It was very nice. <laughs> I, had, I, had a jack, I had a jacket potato with a whole lot of veg. <laughs> I, I had a jacket potato with a load of corn products. Then I had. I had three pieces of toast with peanut butter on. That's epic. <laughs> it's hobo like. Then, then I had to have a conversation with an artist at the convention because we're trying to get the final pieces of artwork out of her, which, you know, really good artist. We're just. She's she's not a mech fan, and we're trying to get her to design a mech. She's it's, not a mech fan. No, get out. But she's done a really good magical girl. So, and we've done a, like a Sentai character, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, like a, a Kendo person. It was actually it was quite good. But no, so it had like an hour long conversation with with her, sort of talking about the artwork, and now I've done the podcast, and 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 then suddenly it's quarter past eleven. Yes, we're often later though, so it's not We've too. Not bad. even had a cup of tea yet. I've had one cup of tea, but that's not enough oh, for an evening. I thought you hadn't had any for a moment there. I was just thinking it was gin o'clock, was my thinking. Well, I, I do have um, the, the alcohol shelf now. So I have a rather nice port. Um, I have a 10-year-old a Glengoyne Ooh. and um, a bottle of the Glenlivet. I have slow gin that I've been stewing not quite long enough, and I've got some Hendrix in the cupboard, but it's sealed. I got bought. I drove to a whole lot of colleagues, like eleven colleagues, up to Bristol for a do in the autumn, and my boss turned around and bought me a small bottle of Hendrix, and I've been leaving it sealed in its box, nice little box, going effectively uh, in case of emergency, break glass of Hendrix. <laughs> so it's staying there, not touching that. Cool. The world's coming to an end if I'm eating, drinking that. Save it. Right, I, 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 I'm going to end the on-air portion. So, to anyone who's been listening, thank you very much. Has anyone uh, actually been listening? Yes, multiple Ooh. people. So, How many have you had? Uh, two. Matt Townsend and Rich Dean. Probably. Right, thank you very much. We'll uh, we'll see you all again next time.